0: I'm going to pray because Pastor Sean is going to introduce this teaching today. Um, and I'm really going to kind of be her co pilot today. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm be her co pilot and support because she's been really studying this deeply. Uh, she's been sharing it with me, uh, but I know she has a revelation uh, that we don't want to miss out on, and so I'm going to be here this morning uh, as both pastor and student. And I encourage you to do the same thing. As she's speaking, I encourage you to ask Holy Spirit to talk to you. I encourage you to give Holy Spirit permission uh, to 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 whisper wisdom to you. I give you. Uh, I ask you to give Holy Spirit permission that He may open the doors of your heart and unplug your ears and open up your eyes and you may see the revelation that he wants to get to you and if you do it i'm telling you you'll never be the same amen, amen. so father god we thank you right now in the name of jesus we pray for uh, a, a resounding um word today a word that's going to come and revolutionize our lives we thank you that the word that will come forth today will be a breakthrough word a word that will move us beyond all past and previous points of resistance Father, I thank you for every partner that is listening to this broadcast live and for every partner who will hear it on replay and for every person who may not even be a partner, but someone will share it with them and they will hear it. I pray that they will hear what's being said. They will hear your voice in it, God, Mm -hmm. that it will absolutely change their lives. Father, I speak to every form of doubt and unbelief in the lives of your people. We call it ashes and we declare that it shall not be. We thank you that even though we are two weeks out from the end of this year, that there are still great things you wanna do in the lives of your people. And so Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus that you are doing it and we Mm -hmm. give you permission to do it in our lives. We ask all of these things in your son Jesus name, amen.
1: Amen, hallelujah, praise the Lord. I'm so excited to be here this morning. We're gonna be talking about God's supernatural system of increase. And um, one, I want to say, man, Chris, listen, you killed it. You sang Chandra and I's favorite song. I was in here singing All hard. I was your backup. Then I took the lead. <laughs> I, play, I sang all the parts. And so thank you for doing that. That's I said the
0: Mickey Mouse part. <laughs>
1: Mickey Mouse. Yes. The funny part about that story is that growing up as a kid, when they sang that in our church, he said, so holy, meek, and mild. As kids, we <laughs> thought they were saying Mickey Mouse. So we would scream that part of the song because we was like, man, if Jesus and Mickey Mouse hang out, it's got to be super dope. Right. And so that song just has such special memories for me. I can always hear my grandmother singing. I, I never hear it and don't feel like I'm back in Fort Ice at Jerusalem during Christmas. And so it means a lot to me that you do it for me every year. And so then I want to say, we do we have any partners in South Florida? Because I'm just trying to see something. Because Pastor Edwin and I just came back from South Florida. And if we have some partners from South Florida we trying to understand why y'all didn't ever tell us South Florida was rolling like that, because I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to see something. So if we don't have any South Florida partners, it makes sense. But if we have South Florida partners, go ahead and show yourself. Raise your hand today, right? And while we're waiting to see our South Florida partners, here's what I want to ask. Let's take 13 seconds of praise. Let's give God thanks for everything he's done for us. He's so gracious. He's so kind. He's so merciful. He's so wonderful. He is so completely loving. And we are just, so thankful to know him anybody glad to be saying and i would be remiss if i did not say did valley not play though yeah chris sang my song but then valley played listen so i just you know we're so blessed to have a ministry team that is willing to be so flexible in this time and season that we are in Mm -hmm. right now and we're so blessed to have so many partners um, who stay connected and continue to see the presence and power of God operate in their lives. And so we're excited, you know. But it's almost Christmas. Yep. We're just a few days from Christmas from Christmas, and I'm teaching, we're teaching together. But when Babe said he's gonna be the co-pilot, that really means that he he would let me teach the whole thing if I don't look over here at him. So if y'all <laughs> see me looking over here at him, it's because he could jump in, but um, you know. This supernatural system of seed time and harvest, God's supernatural system of provision for of increase. It's so important to God that it's how he got us. Yes. The Bible says in um, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting, everlasting life. life. The Bible tells us that Jesus is the firstborn of many sons, mm-hmm. right? And so understand this principle is so important that even God himself lives by. My
0: goodness.
1: That when Adam sinned and put humanity under the dominion of Satan, that God said, I have a plan and it requires a seed. Yes. Now this is just a little background as we talk about this. Everything God does in the earth he has to get permission to come into the earth right. in order to be able to do it because, and this is where a lot of people get messed up because they go, God is sovereign. Yes but in his sovereignty he's given us choice mm. and he's, given, he's mm-hmm. given humanity dominion over mm-hmm. the earth. That's why we pray. We pray to invite God's kingdom. That's why Jesus said, when you pray, pray this Thy will that be, be done. done on earth. Mm -hmm. as it is in heaven because until satan's lease on this planet is up he literally um has the ability to run amok with the people who don't know him Mm -hmm. and that's why born again believers have to know our position right But think about this. God knew that he needed to get a son back in the earth. He had sent one son, Adam, right? And that that son had given away his authority, Mm -hmm. right? So God kept looking for a man that would say yes. But before Jesus, God also used seed. Mm -hmm. He wanted to be able to get his son in the earth and he needed legal right to do it. So what did he do? He found him a man named Abraham. Mm. And when he found that man, Abraham, what did he ask Abraham for? A seed. He asked him for his son. He asked Abraham for his son because in order for God to make an exchange to be able to get Jesus back into the earth, he had to have someone who had
0: authority in the earth who was willing to offer their son. And as I hear you talk about that, the one thing that I'm often reminded is that not only did God ask for a seed, he always asked for a precious seed. A precious seed. Each of those things you just mentioned, he didn't just ask for, for something random. You know, he could have asked Abraham for a bull. He could have asked him for a dove. He could have asked him for a lamb. But look at what he asked him for. He asked him for literally the one thing that he and his wife had hoped and dreamed for. That's what he asked him for. So we have to remember that when God asks us something, even if we don't realize it, it's because that seed has significance to us.
1: Absolutely. That's so good. Right. And think about this. And this goes into some scripture we'll get into today where it says he gives seed to the sower. Mm -hmm. Abraham could not have a son. So he literally gives him a son so he can make an exchange yes. with him so he can get Jesus into yes. the earth. Somebody say Jesus because all of that is about why we celebrate Christmas. We celebrate Christmas because Jesus is birth in the earth. It means that we are going to have the opportunity or they would have the opportunity. Now we presently have the opportunity to become sons of God. Mm. So seed time and harvest is important to God yes. and God is using it to redeem the world and we can use it to redeem our world. Indeed. We can use it to redeem our world. So we're talking about this. And so what's the purpose of this teaching? The purpose of this teaching is to build our faith in God's desire to prosper us and his intentional use of the law of seed time and harvest to dictate how much we prosper. Mm -hmm. So we've been talking about this for weeks. We determine our harvest. We determine our harvest, not our
0: salaries, not our
1: salaries. Mm -hmm. Right. And we know that it's not just money. Mm -hmm. Right. We determine our heart. We 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 sow good seed, marriage seeds. Mm-hmm. We have a good marriage, right. right? You sow good health seeds. You have good health. Whatsoever a man sowed, that and that only shall he reap. Now, we're particularly talking about the area of finance mm-hmm. because we know that God wants his people to live above financial stress mm-hmm. and financial oppression. Yeah. And we know that finances, money is a weapon. Yeah. Money is a tool. What do you mean money is a weapon, Pastor Sean? When someone is homeless. And the elements of the winter, the elements of the summer, the elements of rain is, is overtaking them. The ability to put them in a home that allows that home mm-hmm. to become a weapon. Right. When we sit, when we're able to, you know, send someone to college like we do do the scholarship fund. Right. So wealth is a weapon in this time for believers to believe that our God has made provision for us. Absolutely. Right.
0: When you talk about wealth, you know, you talk about the scholarship people say, well, why do you say it's a weapon? Because it it, it beats back uh, student loan debt. Absolutely. <laughs> that's why it's a weapon. And a, a weapon can be good or bad. You can use a weapon uh, to defend yourself or to hurt someone. We use wealth from the kingdom perspective as a way to defend ourselves against the earth elements.
1: Oh, that's really so good, too, because one of the things that the enemy tries to do is to get believers to believe. That they shouldn't have money. Absolutely. And so then we get he wants upset. Us defenseless. <laughs> he wants us defenseless, but then we get upset when we see people with wealth doing wicked things mm-hmm. where if someone had wealth, they could make a decision. Yeah. I was um at a real estate conference earlier this week, which is really how we ended up in, in Miami, and um one of the presenters said something that I thought was so good. He said, if you think that a neighborhood is um has too much crime right buy up the apartment buildings and change the culture Mm -hmm. right and i was thinking what a powerful thing well how do you got to have resources to buy up apartment complexes right Mm -hmm. so wealth is a weapon but let's go back because we can always go back to the beginning to see god's intent god put this in the comments say god never intended for humanity to struggle financially
0: god never intended for humanity to struggle financially.
1: Struggle is not the will of God for your life. And God is looking for some believers that are willing. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and adds no no sorrow. sorrow. He is looking for some believers who are willing to be made rich by him so that we can go out here and be a demonstration of his goodness in the earth. Because just like God needed Abraham in order to be able to get his son into the earth, God is going to do things he's going to bless people. He's going to do that through other people. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 So um, let's look at Genesis 1, 26 through 28, 26 through 28, 29. We actually should do 29 too. Um, And it says, and God said, let them make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all of the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Now, if you stop and think about this, money is made out of things that come from the earth. Mm -hmm. And God always intended for us to have dominion over, over everything on the earth except other people. Mm -hmm. He never intended for those things to have dominion over us. But understand that when Adam and Eve fell into sin, it literally put everything under the subjection of Satan, which is why Jesus had to come back. So, so, you know, sometimes people are like, well, Jesus didn't come to make you rich. Well, Jesus came to put you back where you would have been had sin never came in. And if you go and you continue to read, then you'll find out that God gives them gold in the Garden of Eden. He gives them gold before they ever actually need gold to trade. Why? Because God always always has resources available to us. But 29, which typically when we're talking about this, verse 29, it says, and God said, behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is up on the face of the earth and every tree in which is the fruit of the tree yielding seed to you, it shall be for meat. So he's giving us a principle. And I love this if you go back. So what is the first two things God gives humanity? He blesses us. And he gives us the ability to get provision. Say, I am blessed and I have the ability to get provision. I am blessed and I
0: have the ability to get provision.
1: Now think about what he says. He says, I'm going to make you, I have blessed you. I have empowered you. I'm going to make you what? Fruitful. Mm -hmm. That means it is not the will of God for us to work every day, run out of money, Work forty hours a week, still can't pay our bills, can't have any savings, can't take a vacation, can't be a blessing to anybody. We are a fruitful people. Say that. I'm gonna have you make a lot of confessions today. Say I am a fruitful person, right?
0: I am a fruitful. I am a
1: fruitful person. That is not just having kids. Mm -hmm. That is not just having kids. Although we did try to test the limits of that, but that is (laughs) not just having kids, right? Then he says, I don't just want you to be fruitful. I don't just want you to bear fruit. I want you to multiply. Meaning everybody knows that multiplication goes faster than addition, right? It It means that God is not looking for it to take 30 years for you to be able to afford to buy a home, or 30 years for you to be able to afford to buy a new car. He has given you the ability to multiply. Say, I am a multiplier.
0: I am a multiplier.
1: I am, so I'm fruitful, I'm fruitful, and I'm a multiplier. a multiplier. He doesn't stop there. He says, I've given you the ability to replenish mm-hmm. the earth. Replenish, that word means to feel. So where there is emptiness, where there is lack, He says, Listen, I have given you the ability to be a fruitful person. I have made you a multiplier and I have given you the ability to fill the earth. And then he says, subdue it. That means whatever would interfere with my ability to make progress in any area, including my finances, I can subdue it. Why? Because I have dominion. Yeah. One,
0: one translation I read one time, it said, take control.
1: I can take control. Take control.
0: If, if something is going counterintuitive or counterintuitive to the way that God said it's supposed to go, then as a ruler in the earth, it's my job to take control.
1: And the challenges for many of us, we don't see ourselves as God sees mm-hmm. us, right? So when we're having financial challenges because we think that's just normal, because we think we need someone else to rescue us, we don't always use the tools that God has given us to change it. He says, so I made you fruitful, I made you a multiplier, you can replenish, you can subdue, you can have dominion, and guess what? I have given you seed yeah. and by your seed you can determine mm-hmm. your harvest. Mm-hmm. Now you may be thinking, how do I I know this still exists well Genesis 8 and 22 in the good news translations what does it, it say it says as long as the world exists does the world still exist It still exists. I'm, yes, here. I'm here I'm here it I'm here. still exists right it says there will be a time for planting and a time for harvest mm-hmm. there will always be cold and heat summer and winter and day and night there will be a time for planting and a time for harvest. Which
0: means, if I to me, when I read it, that means if I plant, if I sow, if it's got to be a time for harvest. there can't just be sow time, sow time, sow time, and, ne- and, and, and never reap time. Absolutely. <laughs> it has got to be a time to sow and also a time to harvest. Amen. Amen. So from the
1: beginning, God blessed us and gave us a kingdom law that we could use to determine our own harvest. Mm-hmm. Even though we live in this world, God never desired for us to be dependent on this world as our source. God, God is our source. Mm-hmm. Come on, say that. All caps, everybody. God is our source. God is our source. He is our source. So that's why we can come confidently say we live by our seed, not our salary. Well, you say, well, Pastor John, you said God is our source and he gives seed to to the the sower. So I'm never going to be without because God is my source, I feel some on that. Some of you need to say that because you're stressed out, you're worried. How you're gonna build a like business, how you gonna call God is yes, my, source. my source, He is my yes. source, and I tell you this: even as a married woman, I think that one of the things that's been beautiful for our relationship is that while I appreciate everything you do for me. God is my source. God is
0: your source.
1: You are one of my fruitful resources. Yes.
0: Yes. You are. You are one of my. It would be unjust to put on me what only God can do. Come on. And, and, And likewise, it would be unjust to put on you only what God can do. God is my source. God is your source then he becomes our source. Absolutely. But it begins with God being my source first. I have to see God as mine, that God did everything he did because of me. And and, and he he sent Jesus because of me. He put these principles in effect because of me. He made the world to function the way it does because of me. And you got to see it that way. It's not a selfish thing. You got to see it that way because when, when it happens, now you know who God is to you. Well, and do you believe that making that switch in your mind, right,
1: because you've always wanted to be a good provider Mm -hmm. and you've always been a hard worker and willing to do whatever you would do for our family. But did you see some relief as well as some increase from taking the weight off of your own back and putting it where it belongs?
0: I did. And I think that when you started, because I mean <laughs> when you started saying God is my source, God can help Sean Strickland make money. And it wasn't just God increase Edwin. that was pressure off. And so now it's like, okay, now he my source, now he your source, then he becomes our source. Well, and it's funny because, you know, this may be, one, you
1: need to know this if you're single because you need to understand you don't have to have a spouse to prosper. You sure do not. You do not have to have a spouse you to you prosper, sure do not. right? But I think the other thing too is that I didn't realize The tremendous amount of pressure Mm -hmm. you felt anytime I would say I wanted something Mm -hmm. because you felt like you had to get it for Mm -hmm. me if I wanted Mm -hmm. it, especially during the years when I was home with the kids, right? right? You felt like, but one of the most powerful things for me is when I realized I'm a sower too. Absolutely. I'm a sower too. So, and, and and this will help some families. Man, listen. There are times we went on vacation, but it wasn't in your budget. Right. It wasn't in the working budget for the family, but I'm a sower. And so as a result, I'm a sower. So I believe God for us to be able to go on vacation.
0: That's what we did.
1: Absolutely. Right. And so this, this can really help. So because I think a lot of stuff that we've been pitched as the American dream is really just a form of bondage. So what you do is you have a lot of people, head of household, whether it's the man or the woman is a single woman, head of household. And you feel all of the pressure to provide. Tell your neighbor, say, it's not my job to provide. It's my job to obey God. Mm -hmm. It's my job to obey God. And when I obey God in this area of seed time and harvest what's going to happen is that Pastor Edwin and I, we've been talking about it, we've been doing it probably for 15 years, which is that we live above our income.
0: Because why? God never de- god never wanted us to have to depend on the world as our source. He knew that the world would be limited in what it could offer us because in the world there was an adversary who wanted to keep resources from us. So God says don't pay attention to the adversary in his kingdom. Come over to my kingdom where there is never a shortage. There is never a recession. There is never a lack. He says, and I can provide for you as long as you're willing to live off of this kingdom rather than the world's kingdom.
1: So which kingdom are you gonna live Chiu off Choose
0: of? choose ye, ye this, day. this
1: day. I get it. You got a good job. I get it. You know how to budget. I get it. You get it. You got an IRA and a retirement. But how many of you know that's, all not, that's good? All, that's, all good, that's good. But it's never going to be enough to fund yeah. everything God desires it to do. Be your source. It cannot. It be. must be a resource. It must be a resource. Yes. It must be a resource. Right. Absolutely. And so He never intended for us to struggle. He always intended for us to have everything that we need yep. and pastor edwin and i really live by this principle yesterday morning we were still in miami Yeah, still it was still 80 degrees Yeah, we were
0: in uh what was it bay Well, we had Baytown or bayside bayside, bayside don't
1: worry we going back <laughs> we about to love miami the way we um love vegas okay Anyway, so someone, when I wake up the next morning, someone has sent Saturday morning. Someone has sent me money and said, "I want you and Pastor want to have lunch on us, right?" Mm-hmm. And so we go and have brunch. And when we go and have brunch, it's a young couple there, and they have two kids. Mm-hmm. And you know, and that, those kids, you know, kids are—they're not. Not they're not acting out or anything, no, but really you well but you know, listen when when you get married and you have kids, kids change all the brunches, especially when you got a thirty minute wait with kids. Right, like it that, changes so. all of the brunches, <laughs> right? And so, I, um, so Pastor Ellen paid for our food, and so when we got through, I said to the waiter, I said, "Who's their server?" And he said, "It's me." I said, "I want to pay for their meal." And he said, "What? Well, what did he say?" <laughs> he babe? said, "Why?" He Just said, like that, he said, "Why?" He said, Why? I said, well, we need to come to Miami more because they don't know nothing about seed time and harvest down here. And I said, because I remember we have five kids. Mm -hmm. I remember what it's like to go out to brunch or lunch or dinner with them. And then he got it right.
0: Kind of. He kind of okay, okay,
1: (laughs) right? And so, and I gave him a tip too. He was all shook, right. And so he said, can I tell them? And I said, yeah, when we leave, Mm -hmm. when we leave, you can tell them what we did, right? I am telling you guys that the reason we're always going to have food is because we always sow it. The reason we're always going to have gas is because we're always being a blessing Mm -hmm. to somebody putting gas in their car. The reason we're always going to have a home is because everything reproduces after its own
0: kind. And and when you were reading there in uh, Genesis, uh, 120 29, that really is what he's talking about. It says, and God said, behold, I've given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth. And then he says, and I give you every tree. He says, and in the which is the fruit of the tree yielding seed. He says to you, it shall be meat. And that word meat there, if you go back and look it up is the word resource. He says, literally, not only have I given you seed. Not only have I given you trees, he says, but I have given you additional seed so you can get additional trees. He said, and this seed and the tree is going to be for your resource. That's what he means when he says God gives seed to the sower and bread for him to eat. God is not just saying, "I'm gonna give you money to sow." He says, "Listen, I'll give you, I'll give you resources to be good to other people." At the same time, while you're living and eating good, Amen. He says, and then while you while you're living and eating good, he says, because you sown what I've told you to sow, he said that harvest is gonna come in. He said it's gonna be a come a time in your life where you have sown so much and live so good, you're not gonna know which one is taking care of you, me or your seed. He said because it's gonna come in so fast, it's gonna overtake you. It's literally gonna be time. you to receive harvest when it's time to plant you're going to get a harvest when it's time to reap he says you're going to literally go from one place to another that's why for years we said blessings on top of blessings Blessings on on top of blessings blessings, on on top of of blessings because when you get into this habit of living a life of a sower god the bible says is unwilling to do without a what quick prompt to, to do, do giver whose, giver whose heart, heart is, is in, in his, his giving. When you become that kind of sower, and he, he he already promised to give you resources, so he's giving me resources to sow and resources to live on. I can never come up
1: short. I can never come up short. And this is so important because if you look at what's happening in the world, they're talking shortage everywhere. So you've got to make a decision. Are you going to go along with their saying? Go along and get along? Or are you going to say, no, I live in a soup Supernatural system. Right. And here's the thing. What you were just talking, which is something maybe we'll do it before it's over is Amos 9. Blessing on top of blessing. So what has happened for us, guys, is that in time, over time, we have put enough seed in the ground that we are having harvest in every season. Now understand that farmers know this, right? Yeah. Because a farmer may be somebody he grows some corn over here, he grows some grapes over here for wine, he got some cattle over here for this. But what happens is, is that if he puts enough stuff in the land, he's going to harvest, or she's going to harvest in every season. Absolutely. So what you have to do is, you have to become so consistent at this that there is harvest in every season. And I want to encourage those of you who've only been doing this for a year or only been doing this for a couple of years don't let go of your faith mm. and listen i remember pastor don't cynthia, become weary
0: in your way of doing
1: yes i remember pastor cynthia teaching me years ago she says um she says in the kingdom she says in the earth there are plants that only bloom one time mm-hmm. right she's they're called what are they called perennials I think they are. They're the plants that they only bloom one time, so you have to plant them every single time, right? And then there are plants For example, if you have an apple tree, you don't have to replant an apple tree to get apples again. Pastor Cynthia says there is a place of sowing where literally you begin to put things in the ground that are annual and Mm. they begin to come over and over again. So you got this tree in the ground and it always gives you apples in every season. You got these vines in the ground and they always give you grapes in every season. And I am telling you, that is how God desires for us to live so that literally we have so much. Is that not what Malachi says? Mm -hmm. He says, I will open up the windows of heaven and pour you you out an empowerment. Mm -hmm. You won't have room enough to contain it all. Literally, you'll be giving away. And I prophesy over us that there is going to come a time Mm -hmm. in our lives where we literally will sow more and give more than we live off of, but we will live
0: better than we've ever lived before. Come on, somebody ought to take that that down years and years ago and we said that we wanted to be able to live off of 30 percent of our income, but we wanted that 30% to be so significant that we live better than we ever live. Absolutely. And say, Why would you want to just live off 30%? Because, baby, do you understand that 30% of what God intends for us, you can do everything you ever need to do? And that Come other segment, you can fund everything He wants you to do. You can you fund? fund it all, oh, yes. yes.
1: And I believe God is looking for some people, but here's the thing. Babe, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Do you know somebody who loved Jesus and still broke?
0: I know a lot of people who love Jesus and still broke. We
1: used to be those people, right? We used, right? To, be we used to be those people. Why Why do you think
0: that we there's so many people who love Jesus, but they're still broke? Because God is no respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of principles. Come on, somebody. And when God lays out a principle, that principle must be followed. And, 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 and it doesn't stop his love for us if we don't follow it, but there are tangible results attached to his principles. We say all the time on the other side of your obedience is what? Provision. provision. If I'm looking for provision in my life, I've learned to obey God. Mm-hmm. When I obey God, the provision to do to carry out his vision is always there. And so that's the reason that you can love God but still be broke Mm -hmm. because you can love God but not understand or know or follow the principles. But ignorance is no excuse. Just because you don't know, don't mean that he's just gonna say, well, you didn't know. So let me go ahead and get this to you. Now, God is good. And there's a whole lot of stuff that we get that we certainly probably don't deserve or we didn't follow it properly. But at the end of the day, as you grow and become, you need to understand the principles of God and then follow those. No, one of the things Romans 12 and two tells us is to be transformed
1: by our, the renewing of our mm-hmm. mind. And one of the things that we can do sometimes is because we see something in abundance, we establish it as true. Mm. So, for example, I grew up in a church that didn't have healing. Mm-hmm. So as a result, when people say God doesn't heal anymore, it made it easy to be like, well, maybe he doesn't because something showed up in my church in abundance. Mm-hmm. Right. In the kingdom, we have seen poverty in abundance. Mm. And so what often happens for believers is that instead of letting the word become the standard, we allow the people around us that we love to become the standard. And so what we say is, well, my big mama loved Jesus and she didn't ever have no money. And my pastor, he took care of everybody and he loved Jesus and he didn't ever have any money. Tell your neighbor say, but that didn't make it Bible. That's
0: right. But that didn't make
1: it Bible. That didn't make it Bible because it is possible for me to be on my way to heaven and have that richness in my life, but still not have richness and revelation regarding seed time and harvest. And that is
0: the reason it is so important. In who you hang around. Yeah, I talk about taming your team. That's what I mean. You gotta get yourself around some people who are striving in the same direction, like-minded people who want to build what you're talking about. You can't spend all your time talking, uh, hanging around people who talking about, you know, well, 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 well bro, being broke is next to godliness and all that crazy stuff that people say or or hating on prosperity gospel. You know, first of all, prosperity gospel. Jesus is prosperity. Jesus most prosperity. prosperous thing you can Put that in the comments and say Jesus is, Jesus
1: is prosperity Jesus
0: is prosperity So you can't hang around people who, are, <laughs> who Got that mindset and doing those kind of things You got to hang around the kind of people You got to build the kind of team that says Hey you know what we don't care what it looks like Even in our own life Whatever the Bible says is what we're going to choose to believe now, I, there were times we looked in our bank account and it didn't look nothing like what the Bible said. But you know who we chose to believe? The Bible. The Bible. The Bible. Even if we weren't looking like it. The yes. Bible.
1: Come on. The Bible. that's a global principle Yes. that I have to believe the Bible even when my own life don't look like the Bible why because if I will believe the Bible long enough my life will look like the
0: Bible I gotta believe the Bible I
1: have to believe the Bible
0: because whatever you believe is what you're going to end up looking like
1: and the Bible says it's the traditions of men Mm. that make the word of no effect so what makes the word powerless for so many people is that you have been conditioned to believe not just that poverty is normal, but that it's also holy Godly, humility, righteous in some way. And you and here's the thing: nobody probably really wants to struggle, but if you have those kind of beliefs on the inside of you, they will cause you to sabotage yourself, mm-hmm. they will cause you not to take the opportunities yep. that God sets before you. Yep. They will cause you to think that you cannot afford to obey God in your giving. And as a result, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, you will stay
0: broke. And that's the reason we when when we work were broke when when we were barely making it. We just kept repeating over and over again that scripture that says, beloved above all things, I would that you would what? Prosper. That, that we, we just we prosper, even if we ain't prospering, it's his will for us it's to his will prosper to... and to what be in health, even, even as, as what my our soul, soul prosper. We like, okay, we can we have some control over our health, and we have some control over our, over our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions, our imagination, and our intellect. So we filled ourselves up on the word and we did the things naturally that we could to keep ourselves healthy so that we could hang on to God's desire, which for us was to be prosperous. And If you hang on to that word long enough, you become the word you hold on to. You become the word that you hold on to. So we want to
1: just encourage you this morning, right? Because you're going to have to make a decision because it is possible for you to love Jesus and spend all your days in financial struggle. But but you but you don't have to. You don't have to. And have you noticed that whether we're talking about coming out of sin and living holy, being healed, or walking in prosperity that we always talk about the importance of the word Mm -hmm. we're going to talk more about that this week but i just next week but i want to drop this i believe it's in mark it tells us the sower soweth the word Mm -hmm. the only reason this works for us the sowing of the money seed works is that it is attached
0: to our belief in the word seed, and, and I and I and I think that's a, a salient point that you have, people have to realize. It is why when we talk in Corinthians and we talk about them giving their way out of poverty, the Scripture says, "But they gave themselves first to, to the, the Lord. Lord." In other words, they gave themselves first to the Word. They gave themselves first to God. The money sowing of the money seed works to us because we sow the Word in our life first. First, you you got to have this is this isn't magic. This isn't Jack and the beanstalk. Magic. This isn't a Aladdin. You're not going to rub a lamp. You're not going to pull a lever and say money cometh and it just starts working. You got to give yourself, your life to the Lord. And when you give your life to the Lord and you begin to walk out those principles and then you begin to sow in faith, that's when you begin to see the results. It's not just about throwing money at a problem.
1: Amen. And it's important to understand this because some people may not understand
0: this. Well, I have given my
1: life to the Lord. But what about your checkbook? Yes. And what about your income? And statement? what about your mouth? And what about your debt? Yes. Have you given though? I know you've given your soul that if you die, you're going to heaven. But when it comes to your bills, are you I, I can remember early on when we were coming out of this mm-hmm. and literally before we would pay our bills, we would sit down and pray. And ask the Lord to show us wisdom about which bill to pay when, and it wouldn't make sense because the due dates are on the bills, right. right? But how many times in doing that did the Lord instruct us to do something that didn't
0: make sense,
1: and then we would find out we had a credit at the thing that we were yep. going to go and pay? Or, Why? Because
0: somebody paid something for us, <laughs> or somebody. I mean, paid it's, God, we, th- that's when we got into this thing of saying God already knows what he's going to do. Yes, God already knows what he's going to do. So when he instructs you to do something, he's only asking you to do it so that you line up with what he already has prepared. Because he already knows what he's
1: going to do. I wish I had me a uh, hundred people this morning who was like, God already knows what he's going to do. He. Some of you are sitting here right now. You're so frustrated because it's another Christmas and you don't know how you're going to buy Christmas gifts or you don't know how you're going to pay all your bills. And listen, let me tell you something. Contrary to the people who would try to make it like it's not a big deal to buy gifts for your mm-hmm. kids for Christmas, it is a big deal because when you love people, you want to mm-hmm. give to them, right? Mm-hmm. And no one wants their kid to be excluded right. when other people's kids are having provision. Absolutely. So now you've got to make a decision. I won't be here again. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I'm going to let God teach me how to live above because I don't have to live by my salary. I don't have to live by my husband's salary. I live by my seed. I live by my seed. So there are actually four people when it four groups of people and you need to see what group you fall into. Mm. And here's the thing. If you tell yourself the truth, you can then make a decision to change. But a lot of times people won't admit where they really are and when they won't admit where they're are, then God can't help them get to where they are. The Bible says God desires truth in the inward parts. And so what I see it is this, when I admit my inferior truth, Mm -hmm. God can give me his superior truth. What's an inferior truth? Interior truth is fact that I don't have any money Mm -hmm. in my account, but the superior truth is that he is my provision. Mm -hmm. You see? So I have to admit where I am. So I just want to go over these four groups so you can see yourself. Number one, these groups, these are people who are in the church. These are people who are born again believers, right? Mm-hmm. Group one, they
0: reject prosperity as the will of God. Yep. There are people out there who absolutely, we know them, uh, got some in our neighborhood that I've talked to before. They love God, but they absolutely reject the idea that prosperity in terms of wealth and income is the will of God. And if and you will never attract what you reject. Absolutely.
1: But here's what's interesting about people in our neighborhood. They don't really believe it because you couldn't believe you could live in our neighborhood if you didn't actually believe in money.
0: So what they really believe is they believe they reject the notion of prosperity above where they're living. Yes. So Because they don't they don't reject it where they live. But they but but to say that you, they, they reject it above their standard of living. So it's OK to have two uh, $40,000 cars, but not two $150,000 cars.
1: So how many of you, maybe you're having an aha that maybe God is cannot shift you to the next level, because while you may not have rejected prosperity in totality, mm-hmm. you have rejected prosperity above the level where you live,
0: above your comfort zone.
1: And so, what happens is we see this all the time when people will say to somebody else, That's too much. Mm-hmm. So, people will say, So and so, Bill Gates ought to give away his money. That's too much. But the truth of it is, is that in America, we have more po- prosperity than most people in the world. Oh, yeah. But we're not saying that we should give away what we have right so are you in the number one group that in some shape form or fashion you have rejected prosperity as the will of god Not me. not me number two but at, at probably at some point i've been in every one of these groups number two they are skeptical of kingdom prosperity
0: now i used to be in number two you used to be in
1: number two i used to be in number, I used to be in number one I was in number skeptical. So talk about being skeptical, king, and
0: prosperity. Well, because, you know, I mean, I, 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 this is duly noted for people who know me, and I've said it before. The idea uh, that I was going to take my resource, right, and sow it into someone who had more than me already just didn't make any sense. And it didn't make any sense because I didn't have any spiritual understanding of it. And to me, I saw it uh, a lot like a a multi-level marketing scheme, right? I saw it in in, in my own, and I'm just being honest, in my own stupidity, uh, I saw it like, okay, so you get a pastor and a pastor gets uh, 50 sons and then 50 sons go get 50 sons and then 50 sons go get 50 more sons. And then they have a conference and everybody gives up. You know, but what I didn't realize, what I missed out of that, was that there is a biblical principle that is clearly stated that the that the lesser is blessed of the greater. That literally, when you come into kingdom prosperity, I'm, I'm, you got to step out of this world system. And and has the world taken this principle and 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 perverted it? Sure, it has. The church too. Well, yeah, but I'm saying so. So if you so if you if your first interaction is with the world though, before you come into the kingdom. All you have a reference for is what's oh, in the world. All
1: that's you have is what's. Right?
0: Most people don't come into the kingdom in the world. They start off in the world and they see how things work that's in the good. world and they see how people do. So you bring that same mentality with you into the kingdom. And if you don't let God recondition you, then you see the kingdom workings as uh as something that's false to the world. When in reality, it's the world that's false to the kingdom.
1: Ooh. That's good And that is the reason That's that I used good. to be
0: skeptical of kingdom prosperity Until God began to walk me through and show me in scripture That this was his way And that the world had perverted it And not the other way around Well and what's really important is that You had to be open to study scripture To let God introduce you into new truth And here's how cool God is God will let you study the scripture And your desire to prove the scripture wrong Come on. God, Is is, that why you were studying it? Absolutely. I mean, there were times in my life, well, absolutely, because I'm, I'm, to some degree, and I don't mean to say that like a, you know, a braggadocio way, I'm an intellectual. And so I want to intellectualize things, right? It needs to make sense to me cerebrally. And so I study scripture to prove it wrong. And what I end up finding out is that I was wrong. And God knew that's what I was doing the whole time and led me down the path so that I could get to truth. And that's how good God is. So yeah, you can be skeptical of kingdom prosperity, but that's why I tell people now, you can be skeptical all you want. You just can't talk me out of it now because I've walked it out. It is TNT in my life. It is tried tried and true. And
1: And the truth of it is, is that when I first started sewing, I didn't necessarily tell you I was sewing. Mm -hmm. I would take whatever money I had and I would sew it because I knew because you really did. You were like, you like, oh, it's just a hustle. And I was like, I, I didn't fully understand it, but I didn't think it was a hustle, right? I just wasn't sure how it worked. And we tell y'all these things to, to say that in marriage, you may not be at the same place. And now yeah. the truth of at it is at the same time. At the same time, but if you will not try to bully the other person mm-hmm. to your position, you never tried to get me not to sew, no. and I never tried to get you to sew, right? right? And we both just grew up and now we're living where we're living. And I'll tell you this as a wife, this will really help you. Pastor Cynthia taught me this too as well, which was that I don't, I don't need Edwin to prosper. You don't. I don't need Edwin to prosper because I belong to God too. And God will honor me and give me seed. And in the beginning, it may just be a part of my grocery money. It mm-hmm. may just be what I did with the kids' clothes when they outgrew them, Right. But I I would never, and, and and you are a good husband to me, real talk. You will give me, you be talking stuff, but you'll give me anything mm-hmm. you got. But I would never, ever, ever tie my wealth strictly to you. you know
0: what I want you to. I would never do I that. Can, I can't be your source the way God can be your source. You cannot, and you don't, but you can't, you, 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 the truth of it is, is
1: that I can't afford you and you can't afford me. Right. Somebody, somebody need to get that revelation. Yeah, that's a,
0: say-law moment, that's a say-law
1: moment. I can't afford yeah. you, and you can't yeah. afford me. Yeah. And so if I learn to participate in God's system, when you desire something, I don't try to afford you. I go to God and say, how are we going to make this happen, yeah. right? And it takes so much financial pressure off of both of us, yeah. which is why we don't fight about money. That's right. In the beginning, we didn't fight about money because we didn't have it It, it, now. We don't fight about money because we trust God. We just trust God. So then number three, they, the number three group of people is that they want kingdom prosperity, but they are either ignorant of God's Mm -hmm. principles reject God's principles or they are inconsistent with God's mm. principles so their increase is inconsistent. The
0: inconsistency is what gets so much They
1: different. want it. They like yes Pastor Sean I, I, I want to hype
0: hi-. on Sundays they, and
1: Wednesdays. They hype on Sundays and Wednesdays but they are ignorant. They mm. will not study scripture for themselves. They
0: just want to hear what just tell me just tell me just tell me no you need to study for yourself. Okay and I want to give you two ways that I see believers being
1: rejecting God's principles. Okay. One is when a person refuses to sow. Mm. That's the obvious. Yeah, yep. There's a system you won't participate. But here's one that's hidden in false humility and people think is noble, but it's actually stupid. When people say, I am a good sower, but I am not a good receiver. Mm. Because seed, time, and harvest is a two-part. Yeah. It is it's a connected. circle. It's connected. Yeah. I give and I receive. I give and I receive. So people, especially women, many times when they come and start working with me, they feel so proud of the fact that they have sown so much and they have received so little Mm -hmm. and what I'm saying is that if you're sowing a lot and you're not receiving you are rejecting God's principle that harvest is your right Mm -hmm. and many times women are taught I don't know if men are taught this but women are taught to give till it hurts and women are taught to give and not have any expectation of reciprocity now the reality of it is is that when I sow to this person over here I don't expect reciprocity from them but I do you expect reciprocity from God because God doesn't lie and he keeps his word Amen. and he keeps his word. So if you have ever been like, God, I, you know what? I'm a good sower, but I don't receive, I don't receive well, then you need to be renewed in the spirit of your
0: mind because you do not align with kingdom principles. And you need to understand kingdom scripture. You need to understand the principle, right? <laughs> because you said it's a circle. Yes. So if you're saying that you're saying that without an understanding because there is no, there is no sowing and not harvesting. God is not a man that he shall lie to the son of a man that he shall repent for anything. If God said it, it shall be so. God said, when you sow, you shall reap. And so I often wonder how many people have left their
1: harvest out on the vine mm-hmm. because they said I'm not a good harvester. Mm-hmm. Well, how can a harvest come? A job opportunity? How can a harvest come? It, because harvest so, is so not. So here's
0: the picture, right? Okay. So you got a farmer. The farmer says, I'm a good sower. So he goes out there. He tills up the ground. He makes all his all his rows just the right way. He puts all his stakes there. He plants his seed. And the seed does what the seed does. It, it grows. grows, right? But then he's at home while, while the fields are full saying, I'm not a good harvester. What does a harvester have to do? Go get it. You gotta go get it. The Bible talks about putting, your, putting a sickle in your hand. That, that you, you gotta go get it. And sometimes what we're waiting is for God to bring some things to us where we need to be going to get it because God's told us to move. And so, stop saying. If you said that, dig it up. And stop saying you're not a good harvester. If you are a good sower, you have to be a good harvester. Say I'm a good
1: sower and a good harvester. I am a right? good sower I'm I'm a good a good and a good harvester. Amen. And I think it's important. I want to add this before we go to group four: is that understanding that harvest does not always mean someone's going to cash out you or right. give you uh, or give you unexpected income. It can come in the form of a job, an opportunity, a promotion. It can come. That's why a new then, idea, a new idea, a new business. And so, if you're just sitting back and you're one of those people who's just waiting on somebody to cash up, you you will miss most of your harvest mm-hmm. too. I remember years ago, Ralph and April they used to work the Arkansas Razorback game. Mm-hmm. And Ralph had an opportunity to um, back then. JB Hunt, when he was still alive, for those of you who may not know, JB Hunt, JB Hunt Trucking is founded in Northwest Arkansas. And I can remember Ralph coming back telling us that he asked him what was his secret to success, and the and JB Hunt said to him, "I get up every morning and read my Bible, and then I go and do what it says." Mm-hmm. And so when he when when asked how did he make all of that money. He got up, he, he read the word, and then he went and did it you got to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So then this is group four, and these are my people right here. If you in group four, holler at <laughs> me. They are the people. We believe in kingdom prosperity. We believe we have, it. We believe With everything it. we got. We, we have experienced it, it yes.
0: and we are looking for more. I'm, I'm in group four. I'm in group four. I'm group four. If you in group four, just put the number four in the comments. Just put section. the number four.
1: <laughs> I am thankful. I believe. I'm so glad that God gave me a system that I didn't have to be relying on the government. Mm-hmm. I am so Glad that God gave me a system that I didn't have to be limited by my husband. I am so glad that God has given me a system, and I have experienced it, baby. And let me tell you something: I'm looking for more. Mm-hmm. Why? It's still too many hungry people. It's still too many people. It's still too many places I haven't been. I still haven't given as much as I wanted to give. Amen. I'm telling you, a pastor Ellen said he going for the double, and one of the words <laughs> right, that we have for soul Shift is that we one of our words is that we're going for the double mm-hmm. this year. Right? Right. And so we you got to decide what group you're in. But if you have decided you're in group four, then you must see if you in any of these other groups, we can't do anything to you. But keep teaching right. and hope that you'll get a revelation. Right,
0: right. But if you're in our group goal four, is to move you to group four,
1: we want everybody to be in group four. We
0: flew back from Miami to be here today to move you to group four.
1: <laughs> I, I Listen, I want everybody. I want if you, you want to know who you should thank that we back here this morning. Don't thank me. Literally, when we landed in Northwest Arkansas, it was cold, and it was thirty degrees. I said, "Do they have a plane?" Going back to Miami tonight.
0: <laughs> they did not. They
1: did not they did have not. a plane going back to Miami tonight. Everybody, you if you know me, you know I can't stand to be cold, <laughs> right? So I can't stand to be cold. So you decide, are we in group four? I'm in and group if you're four. in group four, make how do I get to group four? I make a decision. Mm-hmm. I decide. You, I decide. I decide that I believe seed time and harvest is true. I'm gonna learn how to operate in it. I'm gonna do it consistently and I'm gonna get the fruit from That's it. Right. We uh, w- listen. If you are waiting on your feelings to catch up, you're never gonna get to group four. Absolutely. You gotta make a decision, Absolutely. right? So then this we want we don't want to let our traditions cancel out the word. Say, don't let your traditions, let your keep, your traditions you keep you
0: broke. Don't let your traditions don't let your traditions
1: keep you broke. Mark 7 and 13, it says, and so you cancel the word of God in order to hang on, to hand down your own tradition. And this is only one example among many others. Think about
0: that. You cancel out the word of God. And why do you cancel out? So you can hand down your own traditions, Mm -hmm. something that you're hanging on to. Listen, you're hanging on to (laughs) stuff that doesn't even work for you. Why would you pass it to your kids? It, It didn't work for you. It didn't work for your kids. It won't work for their kids, but you're hanging on to it because it's comfortable. You're hanging on to it because you're used to it. You're hanging on to it because really you become so numb that it's just okay to live in that space. And what we're telling you is that you need to stop doing that and grab hold to the word of God. Stop canceling out the word of God in order to hand down your own tradition. Amen. Because they're not working. Dr. Phil, uh on television has a saying, when people talk to him, and they Come tell on. him all the stuff they're doing and blah, blah, blah. And he listened to him for about two or three minutes. And then what does he say? How's that working for you? That's the, if you say, well, my family's always done this and I've always done it this way and we've always done that. The question is, how is that working for you? How is and if working it's not for working you? for you, let it go and pick up what God said. And well, even if it's working for you, <laughs> it's, you can pick up what God says and it'll work better for you.
1: Well, I want to say this. it's not.
0: It, it, I don't
1: care who you are. It's not working for you if it's not the kingdom way. Right. Now the world may be impressed by it, but but it's not working if, if it's not the kingdom way. Because what makes kingdom people different is that we should never be interested in having just enough for ourselves. That's right. And let me say this. If you only, you think that people who want abundance are selfish, but the people who want just enough for themselves in the kingdom, you are the selfish Mm -hmm. person. Because if I only have just enough for myself I can't be a blessing when God needs me to be a blessing. If you, I'm going to say it again. If you only want just enough for you and your four, you and your family, You are selfish in the kingdom because in the kingdom, we want to be a distribution center. So we want to have enough for us, enough for the kingdom, enough to impact the world around us. And we cannot do that with a barely make it middle class mentality. We simply cannot. We simply cannot. We're going to skip that scripture. So seed time and harvest is God's system for increase. It's his way he runs his kingdom, whether we like it or not. And while it may seem foolish when you're carnally minded, as your mind renews, you will be so glad that you left that system behind. I am so glad we do not live by that system anymore. Absolutely. I am so glad, right? So let's look at this scripture right here. Let's go to one of our familiar scriptures, 3 John 2. I just
0: quoted it earlier. <laughs> 3 John
1: 2. We're going to look at it in the King New King James Version. It says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things, all things. and be in health just as your soul prospers
0: this was scripture for me I, yes. I just i just i i i lived with this for so long until it became my reality yes that, that it was the will of god that that i would prosper in everything i did my job my marriage being a father being a husband being a pastor in my health you know he says even as your soul prospers and i don't know but i saw this i saw this as like hey <laughs> if i use the word of god to prosper my soul then all of that skepticism I had in me can be pushed out. And for me, I'm only talking about for me and for those people who are like me, that is the thing that that, that became the breakthrough. It pushed me past all those other points of resistance because I was like, wait a minute, this word is true. But I had to get my soul involved in that first. And so another scripture is Psalms 3527, which I love in the Amplified. It says, Let those who favor my righteous cause and have pleasure in my uprightness, let them shout for joy and be glad and say continually, let the Lord be magnified. Why? Because he, he takes, takes pleasure in the prosperity of, prosperity of Edwin Strickland. Of Strickland. <laughs> I always he I included my name in that he scripture. Pleasure. He, God takes pleasure in Edwin Strickland's prosperity, not just my money, but he wants me to be prosperous again. Because remember, our tagline is what? Teaching you to walk in love, live, live by faith, by faith that and you experience God's prosperity experience in every, every area of, of life. life. He and said so for me, I was
1: like, he takes Pleasure in me experiencing prosperity in every area, he says, Let those that favor my righteous cause. Mm-hmm. It's a righteous thing to God for money to be distributed. Yes. It's a righteous thing to God. He says, So if you don't have any, he says, if you don't favor his cause and have pleasure in his uprightness, mm. he says that he doesn't take pleasure right, in you. Right. See, you got to read scripture and see what yeah. qualifies yeah. you for yeah. that. He said this verse right here says, I'm looking for the people who favor my righteous mm-hmm. cause. I'm looking for some people who say, I know prosperity is a good thing. I know wealth is a good thing. I know increase is a good thing. Why? And you have pleasure in my uprightness. That even if the world uses wealth in an unrighteous way,
0: that God's intent for wealth is righteous. And if you if you if you study language, you'll see that He's all He's really making a guarantee in this scripture if you look at it. Because what he says is, he says, let those who favor my righteous cause let those so, so, so he's saying, okay, everybody who is already favoring my righteous cause And everyone who is already having pleasure in my uprightness He said, those individuals, you've now qualified already You the guarantee is that you qualify I'm qualified So since you're qualified, he says, shout for joy Hallelujah, and be glad And, be glad. and keep on saying, let the Lord be magnified He says, "Why? Because he takes pleasure Pleasure in in your prosperity. prosperity. Why does he take pleasure in your prosperity? Because you was already doing the first part, which was favoring his righteous cause.
1: And I think that that's the thing that people don't realize. Like you can hustle a lot of people, but you can't can't hustle hustle God. God. And so this thing that you, you know, I say to people sometimes, and they get a little salty with me, right? (laughs) But I say to people." God is looking for people who want to do righteous work. Mm-hmm. Now, first of all, God cares about your family. and Your family is righteous work. Absolutely. We have scriptures that he says that he oh, believes absolutely. that a white, a righteous man leaves an inheritance for mm-hmm. his children, children. So this is not about me living as a pauper right. in order for, to be a blessing right, to other people because right. it's enough right. for all of us. Right. But if you don't have any interest in the kingdom of God. Why would the kingdom of God have interest in making you wealthy? That's just like this. There are people who talk about how they made deals with the devil and the devil made them wealthy. Well, why would the devil make Sean Strickland wealthy? I'm not an advancer of right, his kingdom. Right. I have no interest in advancing his kingdom. So he wants to do everything he can to keep me from being wealthy, right? Mm-hmm. So if I don't have any value in what God values, why would he distribute funds to me? I got it. Man, listen, this is so good. There was something else I wanted to say. Um, So if you qualify for this scripture, do what it says. Do what it says. Give a shout right now. Mm -hmm. If you qualify, give a shout right now. Give some fire. Give Give some some fire. Give some hearts. Lord, I thank you. God, I bless you. God, I appreciate you. And now let's go to Luke 638, the, the New Living Translation. It says, this is why you can't hustle God. It says, give. And you will receive mm-hmm. your gift will return to you in full, press down, shake it together to make room for more. Run it over and pour it into your mm-hmm. lap. The amount you give, I leave know. that right there. Look at that. The amount you give mm-hmm. will determine the amount you give back. So, I want to say a couple things. One, because people begin, whenever you teach about this, that religious spirit gets stared mm-hmm. up, and people go, Well, can you give something besides money? Well, you can't give something besides money. <laughs> right. But if you want apples, you don't plant oranges. Right. And many times when people are asking, can they give something besides Mm. money It's because they don't want to give God what matters to them. They don't want to give God the money. That's why they're looking to see what else they can give. You started this by telling us God asked Abraham. He didn't ask Abraham for Ishmael. He asked Abraham for Isaac because God is going to ask for what's valuable to you. So if you're one of those people who are out here trying to work this system and say, well, you know what? I'm not giving away any of my cash, but I sure will give away all of my paintings that don't nobody won't. Mm. Then understand that you are not operating in this principle and you're not going to qualify because you are not participating. Right. It says the amount you give will determine the amount you give back. And I love this because that's not an amount in. Physical amount. Mm-hmm. It's an amount of my obedience. Mm-hmm. Have I given myself
0: to the Lord? Where is your heart in your gift? Where is your heart? Because that's your how giving. you're going to receive it back. That's how you're going to receive it back. It, 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 it's and really, again, I can't stress this enough. It's about obedience. I want. I want to take the amount whole thing out of it. It's about obedience. What did God tell you to give? Are you generous when you do it? Or are you stingy what you do? It? Because you can give, you can give a big amount and be stingy when you get it. Absolutely. Because it's a
1: condition of your heart. So, you know, I can remember years ago, my grandmother used to volunteer at a place where they did clothes. It was like mm. before it was a goodwill type place, right? And my grandmother would come home and she would say. You don't give to
0: people what you don't want. I hate, I say to people all the time when people talk about cleaning up their closet. I'm like, look, it's cool to clean out your closet and to give clothes to me, but don't give trash. Don't give it to them people that jump. Don't give them something that's got a hole in it and it's ripped in the seat and it's got stains on it and it can't get it. You don't, that's not what you give to people. You don't give that, you don't do that. You give something that you would want to receive. So if you give,
1: if you've been a giver that has said, you know, they should just be glad that they get anything.
0: You should repent. You know why I've never ever in my life given sardines in a can drive? Because you don't want the sardines. sardines. Now, some people may say, Well, I love sardines, then that's what you should give. But I don't give food to food drives that I don't eat. In fact, I now, don't give no stuffing because I don't
1: eat that. One of our standards is. When we give to a food drive, we
0: give the same food we eat. Right. If it if if now something we eat great value. We, we talked about this yesterday. We had these this wonderful red velvet pancakes, and you were talking about how still those pancakes were good, but the great value uh, waffle mix or whatever it is is the best over all the brands. Over are. all and the brands. We were laughing about great value. Now now if you were going to give something, that's the nick you would give. But we don't eat uh, uh, Del Monte and then give somebody great value. Whatever we're eating is what we're gonna give somebody. Or I don't give to to
1: Toys for Tots, and I get my kids toys from Target, but I go to Dollar Tree. Right,
0: exactly.
1: I I give at the measure that I want to receive, right? And that's why I was so blessed when we were on vacation. It just was so nice to be on, just to have that quick vacation. Because everywhere we went at the end of the meal, the server was impressed Mm -hmm. by the tip. And what I love is that you had purpose
0: before we went that that's what you would do. I, I was blessed to have the opportunity to do something we had not been able to do, which is to really be able to just take a spontaneous trip when we wanted to. And I thought, you know what? God bless me. I'm going to be a blessing every single time we go out. And, and, and that one guy, he was like, well, the tip is already included. I said, I know. He was like, really? I was like, yeah, really. I want to be a blessing to you. You're working hard. He was like, well, thank you. Thank you. Yes. I want to be a blessing to you because I'm blessed to be here. And
1: about three times, somebody said to us, well, you don't have to do that. And we were like, well, we want to, right. but we, we, we want to, to do it. We want to do it. Right. And so we want to put a lot of want to with our giving because it's we want people heart, to man. want to give it's to us. Heart. Right. Matters. Man. So listen, I was just so blessed. We got a couple of scriptures and then we're going to give you some points and get out of here. But I was so blessed because I was at the conference and I texted you and I said, um, I said, I was just, I was literally moved to tears. Because when I first started my business, right, Mm -hmm. every place I went to, I either had to drive or I had to take the cheapest flight I could get, which meant many times I was sitting in the very back of the plane. Or leaving at
0: 5 o'clock in the morning. Sitting in the middle
1: of the seat. I went in the beginning. I couldn't stay at the host hotel. You had always traveled, so you would find me a good hotel that I could stay at. All those different things and literally as i sat there and i was able to stay at the host hotel travel like i wanted to i was so filled with gratitude but what I kept saying is that I knew it wasn't my business. I knew it was my seed, it was seed. because it was my seed that caused God to prosper yes. my business. Yes. So when you were talking about how cold it was in Portland, cause you were in mm-hmm. Portland and I said, babe, you should just come down here. And we literally had the ability for you to just come down here without it impacting Christmas, yep. without it impacting yep. our savings, yep. without it impacting our giving. Yep. And then to decide that while we were in Miami, we were going to be a blessing to people. Guys, can I tell y'all when the Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive, it really is. That felt so good. It It felt so good to be able to take a spontaneous vacation. And it felt so good to be able to be a blessing to so many people and to have those servers say, are you sure? This is too much. No, 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 no. We want you to have this. And I'm telling you, God wants everybody to live that way. Your your, your idea may not be to go to a vacation in Miami, but whatever is in your heart, God wants you to do it and he wants you to be able to get there and do it and still be a blessing, Mm -hmm. right? So I want you to make this declaration say, God has given me the ability to determine my harvest by my seed.
0: God has given me the The ability ability to determine my harvest by my seed. That's a long long declaration. Oh, he got got it up there, though. Up
1: there. And you're a teacher. I know you can make a long statement. (laughs) I am a generous sower who always reaps a kingdom harvest.
0: I am a generous sower who always reaps a kingdom harvest. I'm just used to, like, really short. Thing. that's what i thought you was about to do that's my bad no no it's cool <laughs>
1: right so we want to give y'all these six things and we're going to come back and talk about them more but we want to give y'all these six things right but hebrews 11 and 6 it tells us something very important mm. it says you must believe that god is mm. and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him amen amen, amen. number one the thing we want you to understand is that God is no respecter of persons. Amen. The Bible says, then Peter opened his mouth and of a truth said, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. No respecter so what God persons. has done for us,
0: what God has done for others, he will do for you mm-hmm. if you participate. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is that God wants you to prosper. God wants you, you to prosper. you got to solidify that. You've we got just to, did that you, scripture. You, you, you got. You got to. We just we just read it and you saw it, but I'm telling you, God wants you to to prosper. Somebody go ahead and type that in the comment section. Say God wants, and then put your name to prosper. Like God wants Edwin to prosper. Amen. Number three,
1: God has given you the power to get well. Mm. Deuteronomy 8 and 18 in the NIV, it says, but remember the Lord, your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. He literally says that covenant is as good today as it was when God first made Mm -hmm. it. He wants to give you creative ideas. He wants to give you strategies. He wants to promote you at work. God wants
0: you to
1: prosper. He's
0: giving you the power to create wealth. Amen. And then number four, you need to know that your seed determines your harvest. We've said this and we're going to keep saying it, but the Bible makes it clear in Galatians 6 and 7, when it says, be not deceived, God is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth. And I'm going to say this, and how he sows, that shall he also reap. Absolutely. It's that heart condition. And Absolutely. so you need to know that your seed is important. You don't minimize it because it determines your harvest. Number five, sowers always have seed. Amen. Go second
1: Corinthians nine. We only did verse nine. It says, for God is the one who provides seed, seed for, for the, the farmer, farm, then bread, bread to, to eat. eat in the same way. He will provide and increase your resources. Then produce a great harvest of generosity in you, guys. You really should look at this in the amplified verse nine. It says, For God is the one who provides seed to the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, He will provide and increase your re- yes. say, God is increased mind. God is increased. God is, it says in the God same way, minded. He God will provide increased <laughs> God is increased minded in the same way. He will provide and
0: increase. Mm. God is about provision and increase. He says in the same way that God will provide is the same way he'll cause you to increase. Absolutely. My goodness. Oh God, That's listen, good. I done got
1: tongue tied. I got so excited up here. He will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest, Amen. right? And then
0: number six. Number six is showing is how we overcome lack. And this is kind of where we started, is where we put our stake in the ground when we were talking about 2 Corinthians 8, 1 through 5. And in 2 Corinthians 8, 1 through 5, we'll come back and talk more about that later. But basically he says, and now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given given the Macedonian churches. This is the apostle Paul. He's writing to the church at Corinth and he's talking about the Macedonians. He says, in the midst of a very severe trial, he says, they're overflowing joy. That's their heart condition and their extreme poverty, that was their living condition. It said it welled up in rich generosity. He says, so while they were going through something that was difficult, while they was living in a difficult time, they figured out a way because of their joy, because of their heart, to get this rich generosity. What was the generosity? Verse three, he says, for I testify that they gave as much as they were what? Able. It says, and then they did what? Even beyond their ability. What? That means they sold sacrificially. They were willing to go beyond their comfort zone. He says, entirely on their own. In other words, nobody made them do it. No, it, it was the, the prompting of their joy and heart to give was just there. Verse 4 says they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people. In other words, they said, look, we know we're going through some things. We understand that we don't have a lot. But we also know that we have the ability to give what we have. And in fact, we're going to go a little bit above that because we want we want to do something special. And now we're begging you because I'm sure the Apostle Paul was like, y'all can't afford that. He's like, no, no, no. We're begging you. Please let us be in service with you to the Lord's people. The Bible says in verse five, and they exceeded our expectations. It says they gave themselves. Watch this. First. Of all to the Lord and then by the will of God also to us and as you keep reading that you find out that they literally gave themselves out of poverty
1: absolutely because the Macedonian church ended up being a wealthy church yes and and and, and, and several times in scripture you see Moses mm-hmm. had to say to the people don't give mm-hmm. any more right literally they had an outbreak of generosity come over them be, be, and it tells us something in that first verse that everyone ought to take into. It says, we want you to know about the grace that God has given. Mm-hmm. There is a giving, There's a giving grace. There is a
0: giving grace. Yes. Yeah. There
1: is a giving grace that will break yeah. poverty. There is a giving grace that will break poverty. Absolutely. And so I encourage you this morning, this morning, you got to sow your seed and say, I'm believing God for the giving grace. Mm-hmm. I'm for believing grace God for the, the grace yes. of giving. The there is a giving grace. That will allow me that even in the midst
0: Ooh, of a severe so trial, the, the, my giving becomes easy. That's yes, what the grace of giving does. The grace of it giving. makes giving easy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It, there's no torment. There's no torture. There's no there's no despair with it. It's a it's a giving grace. That grace allows you to give without feeling any of the the tensions of the world that says hold on to everything you got.
1: And I believe that the second part of the giving grace is that the, the, the giving grace also opens the door for easy harvest mm, to come. Mm. A lot of times people are fighting for their harvest, right? And so we're believing, God, that as you begin to give, as you give with this heart, that it's going to be easy for you to receive. It's going to be easy for you to receive. Right. We're going to start with that part of the scripture next week. Right. We challenge you to take God in this word and make a decision from this day forward that you will give God first place as your source and that you will intentionally choose to participate in his system of seed time and harvest. Become a testimony. Let your life become Mm, a testimony testimony. that God is a covenant-keeping God who blesses his people who
0: faithfully obey. Amen. I I, I received that. I received that for my own life. Become a testimony. He is a covenant-keeping God who blesses his people who faithfully obey.
1: I'm a person who faithfully obeys. Amen. And so as a result... I tap into the grace of giving. I live from the grace of giving. I always have everything that I need. Amen. Listen, we did this for Thanksgiving. We're going to do this again. Listen, if you have any, if you have a need for Christmas, you need food or something. If you send Pastor Ellen a message, we'll do what we can to be a blessing to you. Listen, we're so excited about giving. We were sitting at brunch yesterday thinking about how we could be a blessing to people Mm -hmm. because it gets to the point where you shift from looking at who go bless you to be alive.
0: We actually went beyond thinking about it. And started planning. We started planning. For 2022 of what we're going to do as a ministry to do more than we did in 2021. And what we did in 2021 is really more than we've done in ministry in 20 years. And I love how God did that, that. Literally, we get to 2020 because we started the ministry in what, April of 2000, was it? Mm-hmm. April of 2000, um, we started the ministry. And literally, you can add up everything we were able to do for people in terms of the last 20 years. And then we exceeded that in one year in 2021. And, and, and now you begin to look at what God wants us to do in, in, in 2022. I'm sure there'll be people asking, but how are y'all able to do that? Because there's a grace. Of giving on our lives And there's a grace of giving On the lives of FOC And therefore you as a partner Have every right to tap in To that exact same grace on your life That grace of giving
1: Amen, amen So listen, if you haven't accepted Jesus The best gift you could give yourself for Christmas Is to come home Mm -mm. If you've been operating in a backsliding state The best gift you could give yourself Is to come Come home. home Because what does it profit a man To gain the whole world and lose his soul What does it profit a man To do all of these principles and and get financial increase and then die and go to hell. That is not the will of God for your life, right? And so we want you to come home. So if you want to give your life to the Lord, you can drop it in the comments. If you want to rededicate, you can drop it in the comments or you can send us a message on our web on on this on Facebook and we will pray the prayer of salvation with you because what we want is we want you to come home. Right. Yes. And then we want to tell you, man, listen, if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you can also send us a message because you need to be filled with the yes. Holy Spirit. People say you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit to go to um to go to heaven. Yes. Nope. But you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit to go to Walmart. Absolutely. <laughs> because you need to be Amen. filled with the Holy Spirit to deal with people who give you wisdom. Right. And we want to challenge you this week. Look for opportunities to be a blessing to somebody. Look for opportunities to share kind, cheer and generosity and love with people because so many people are hurting right mm-hmm. now. Right. Mm-hmm. And we want to show love and compassion and we want to remind them that Jesus loves them. Pray, pray for the people who are grieving, who this is going to be their first season without someone that mm-hmm. they love. Mm-hmm. Pray for them that they will be strengthened in their inner man. Man. And listen, guys, Have an amazing Christmas, but don't stress out. Don't break the bank because I promise you, if you keep walking it out, there'll become a day that you'll be able to do whatever you want to do for the people that you love. So so do take care of yourselves. Do what you need to do if you need food or something, or if you, if you're a parent with young children and you don't have any resources, we want to be a blessing to you. Um, and, and so we love you guys. And we want to challenge you when you sow this morning to call your seed grace.
0: Amen. So two things, if you want to be a virtual partner, oh there's, yeah. there's a way to do that. If you want to be a virtual partner, simply so go to www.focchurch.com, uh, scroll up just a little bit on the page and you'll see a partner form there. We ask that you simply fill out that partner form, uh, and once you hit submit, it will come uh, to the ministry's Uh, back in and (laughs) we'll get a chance to see that. We'll see your information. Uh, Then you will receive a welcome letter along with a link to join our virtual uh, private Facebook group. Uh, It's a way that we we keep in contact. It's a way we kind of house for all of our partners right now. And so we encourage partnership has its privileges. It does. And I'm telling you, 2022 is going to be an even better year uh, for FOC and its partners. Even better. And you want to be a part of that. So if you haven't officially done that yet, if you haven't told us that we, we are in partnership, you need to let us know. And then lastly, if I should have talked about your giving, there's multiple ways to give. You see it scroll on the bottom of your screen. You can give through Givelify. You can give through Pushpay. You can give through Tiddly. You can use text to give. And you can even use PayPal if you want to. Uh, and I just want to say, and I know I said. You know, probably once a month, but I'm going to say it again. I want to thank every single one of our partners for their faithful giving. Yes. I want to thank you for your faithful giving. Your giving this year in 2021 has set up the budget for what we want to do in 2022 to be a bigger blessing to people than what we did in 2021. And we couldn't do it without you. Now, I know you give because because you you love God and, and there's 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 harvest attached to it, but I don't take it for granted. I appreciate it. We couldn't do ministry the way we're doing it without our partners. Guys,
1: you're going to be so excited when you see what we're doing in yeah. 2022. You're going to be so excited. Listen, you need to reach out to the partners who you haven't seen. Tell them this is not the time to fade. And I'm going to do the thing that I do at the end for the people who don't, who stay to the end. Mm-hmm. Tell your neighbor, say it's a blessing in staying to the it's end. It's a blessing in staying, staying to the end. So if you still here, say I because I want to declare something mm-hmm. over your life today. <laughs> Amen. I'm so still
0: here, so I'm putting an eye. If on you my s- say I'm
1: still here, listen, because uh-huh. I want to declare something over your life. Uh-huh. I'm still here. Yeah. I'm still here. Oh, I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. So here's what I want to declare over you. I really do believe that God desires; He puts dreams in our hearts mm-hmm. because He wants them to come to pass. And some of you have some things in your heart, maybe some things that you asked God for when you were years ago and you don't even remember Mm. some things that maybe Mm. you have forgot. And so I'm praying for you that 2022 2022. will be a season of the manifestation of dreams Mm. you forgot about. Amen. That in 2022, you will have things happen. I literally mean you'll Mm. be sitting in a restaurant and you'll be like, I saw myself here. Mm. You'll be on a trip. You'll be with a person, whatever it is. And you will be reminded that you ask God for something and that is your Mm. season and your time Mm. for that, right? Mm. Hallelujah. You got a scripture Mm. for that? Mm. Oh, okay. Mm. And so I'm just super, super excited for that. God is a God who makes dreams come true. And he is the God that he. You sometimes we forget. Sometimes we we think that he's forgotten, but he doesn't forget because he doesn't forget his mm-hmm. word. And he is a faithful rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Absolutely. And so I believe that it is harvest time for those who have been faithful.
0: Amen. Harvest, it's harvest time. harvest for those
1: who have been faithful. That's me. Those who have been faithful. You have not necessary. You have in fact. That's this me. is for people. You have not done most of the stuff you wanted to mm. do because God restrains you. There were places you wanted to go, there were things you wanted to do, and the Lord said, Not yet. I believe that you are walking into now is your time season. Amen. I because believe you that faithful. because you were faithful, Amen. because there, there and there, there are some people. Glory to God. I, I, I sense this. You took care of some people, you stayed in some places. You just were faithful. You just did what he told you to do, even when it didn't make sense. And so I want to prophesy over you that 2022, you'll begin to see some of the reward of that. You'll begin to see your mouth satisfied with sweetness Mm -hmm. and those dreams being restored. Amen. 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 So be sure to tell us when you're having those moments and you're like, I dreamed that I would be here. Mm -hmm. And
0: I'm here. And I'm here. I'm 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 living in my dream. Amen.
1: We're going to move some dreams. Out of the spirit realm into the natural in 2022. Amen. Some dreams are going to move out of the spirit into the natural. You're going to live in it. So listen, I'm excited. I'm excited. All right. We love you guys so much. And we thank you for your faithfulness. Yes. And we'll see you next Sunday. Listen, this week, reach out to some of your partners that you haven't seen. Tell them, like, this ain't the time. Ain't I know time. people go home. I know they do all of this stuff. But like this part of the year is so important because this is when we really begin to release what's going to happen in the next year. And you don't want to have to catch up. You want to start off running because mm-hmm. we're going to start off running on January 1st. We
0: This is like a this is like a, a relay. You, you, we don't. We don't stop. We just hand up a ton and keep going to the next level.
1: Yes, next level. All right. We
0: love you guys so much. God bless you. God bless. Y'all you. have an amazing week. Bye. Bye. bye.